So a magician relies really heavily on controlling the attention of a user. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Nodes of Design. To help support our mission spread knowledge, we have a very special guest on today's episode. Let's welcome Pawan, who is a master graduate from Oxford University and also a very famous magician turned into a product designer. In this episode, Pawan had shared some really exciting cool magical tricks that one can apply into designing solutions so that you can create a very better storytelling narrative to the end user. And also we had a great conversation on deriving the similarities between the UX and the magic. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So stay tuned and happy designing everyone. Hey, Pawan. Welcome to Nodes of Design. It's a pleasure hosting you today on our show. Hey, thanks so much. It's so exciting to be here. So how was your day going, Pawan? Yeah, good. Uh, um, I've just gone up, just started work at 9. It's 10 a.m. in the UK here, and it's a bit later for you. So yeah, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Kind of same here, but in these difficult situations, this is what we can do, sit at homes and uh, work. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good to have people to talk to around the world. Though I feel like the whole situation has just made everyone, I guess, a lot more open to talking to people in different time zones. And I guess video calling is the new normal, right? So everyone's doing Zoom calls all the time. Yes, totally agree on that. So Pawan, to our listeners out there, if you could give a brief about you. Yeah, sure. So I've been working as a product designer for the last year. I've got kind of an interesting history before that. I went to university and did a joint master's degree in computer science and philosophy. Um, that was at Oxford. So yeah, completely different. And after that, I joined a tech consultancy as an analyst. But very quickly from being an analyst there, I realized what I really wanted to do was more UX and UI. So I quickly transitioned. So I started by doing kind of like Scrum Master analysty work. But yeah, I've been a product designer there for the last year. It's a really cool consultancy, tech consultancy. It's called And Digital. We've been working on... Actually, I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about any of this stuff because none of it's been launched yet. But it's been a mix of like consumer-facing brands, B2B, travel startups. Uh, we did some research for an education startup. So lots of different bits and bobs. It's been really, really fun. So how does this journey of magician came into being a product designer from magician <laughs> to product designer? Yeah, so the, the magic thing is something, I guess, a uni... I. I did a lot of it in my spare time, um, just as a hobby. It was something I really enjoyed from a really young age, even. And then at uni, I started doing it more professionally, semi-professionally. So I would go to parties and events, and they would kind of pay me to be there and perform magic to people. You know, it would be like like 400, 500 people, and there'd be like a cocktail reception or a champagne reception before the main event. So I would just like wander between groups and show them magic tricks. And that was a really good thing to do at university because it was um, a good source of side income. I got really into it and I did a show, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which was a really <laughs> quite scary, but really exciting thing to do. And yeah, I did more and more of it. And then, so it was just a different part of my life. Yeah, that's great. So to, on today's episode, we'll discuss then, do UX believe in magic? Yeah, <laughs> it's a funny title. Yeah. So as a magician and a product designer, what is magic in UX to you? Magic in UX. So I guess to answer this, you kind of have to look at what UX means, what UX is. So UX is just about giving a user the best experience. That experience kind of covers a variety of scopes, right? So if you're a user using... Amazon, for example, uh, that interaction with Amazon isn't just a one-off event 
or it's a mix of events. So you have the single interaction where you're using the Amazon app on your phone, but then there's that whole journey of buying a product and getting it come to your door. So it's more than just that one touch point on your phone. And then maybe you talk to them on the phone with customer services and maybe you have some other of their products. So there's kind of a relationship level experience. So user experience isn't just about one small thing. It's about that kind of sum of all those experiences. And I think a really magical experience would be something which makes you feel, I don't know, excited, maybe enraptured by a product or a service. There are so many apps and digital things out there now, the ones which make you really excited to use. I feel they're not that common, but there are some really good ones out there. I guess fun isn't the right word, but like curious and engaged, that kind of thing. So things that can make you feel like that, I'd say that's magic in UX. That's interesting. What are the few similarities that you see in both of these? Between magic and UX, um, I guess there's two two things in particular, which I've noticed as a UX designer. So first one is uh, about attention. So a magician relies really heavily on controlling the attention of a user. So if I were to do a magic trick and I made, say I made a coin disappear, the way I make that coin disappear is by making the audience look somewhere where they shouldn't be. This is really funny because Tej can see me on video chat. So I can kind of like mind the actions, but all the listeners kind of have to. So imagine that I've got a coin in my left hand and then I take it in my right hand in a fist. And when I open my right hand, it's gone. The reason that works, and I shouldn't be telling you this, so don't tell any, any other magicians that I'm giving away how it works. The reason it works is because all of my attention is on my fist and I'm looking at my fist and my whole body language is tilted towards the fist. So without explicitly conveying it, I'm hinting that, you know, the coin is in the fist. And then when I open it, it makes it seem like it's vanished. This is something UX designers and UI designers do all the time. So anything about, you know, where your attention is on the page, there are like eye tracking studies and Hotjar is a really good tool for this, especially if you're working remotely now. You can kind of see where a user's attention is and you can things to draw their attention towards certain things. And this doesn't have to be subtle, you know, just a CTA button or having a primary button and then a secondary button where the primary action is what you want them to do more. Or another thing you see on websites a lot is feature columns. So often in a feature column, you'll highlight the middle one, which is like the Goldilocks zone, the middle ground, and it's really where you want them to spend their money. So yeah, attention is something really similar between the two. The other one I would say is storytelling. So magic shows and magicians kind of always need to tell stories, right? It's kind of just how a magic show works. But stories kind of appear everywhere. The stories we tell ourselves and the stories we use to navigate the world, they kind of shape the world we experience. And when you deconstruct a story, it's just a narrative arc about a subject who has a motivation to reach a particular goal. And if we've got any UX designers listening, that's exactly what UX is, right? If you just analyze the motivations and uh, the goals a user has in their user journey. So I think by, by thinking about things in more of a narrative structure and picturing a user kind of aiming towards a goal, that can really help as well. So yeah, that's another similarity, storytelling. Thank you so much, Pavan, for bringing us and telling your secret tricks on how to do the fist magic. It was really exciting. <laughs> yeah, no worries. If we are giving some wonderful experience to the audience, so in designing experiences, how can we ensure that we are delivering those wonderful experiences? The thing with this is, 
Um, I think so many designers are, and this, I guess I'm guilty of this as well because I'm primarily a UI designer and I design apps and websites in my job right now. But I actually think that the best experiences are beyond using screens. So to have, you know, the most like we're talking about this thing about magic and magic is about giving people that sense of wonder and amazement. And the way I think in terms of UX and product design, the way you give that experience to users, the best way is to do it without a screen, without any UI involved. I feel like right now there's such a common, actually it was an Apple app, but wasn't it? Like there's an app for that. So like, oh, you're stuck in the snow. There's an app for that. You're out of toilet paper. There's an app for that. (laughs) And everything kind of just, you know, going to your phone using the screen. A really funny example of this I I heard was um, a while ago, BMW, the car maker, they made a remote app where you could unlock your car using an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. And if you if you do the kind of UX thing of deconstructing this journey down into its individual steps, I'll count them out. So one, you walk up to your car. Two, you pull out your phone. Three, you unlock your phone. Four, you exit your last opened app. Five, you go through all the rest of your apps. Six, you find the BMW app. Seven, you wait for that app to open. Anyway, it's, it's like over 10 steps just to open this BMW app and then find the unlock to open the car, right? Which is ridiculous. And we're trying to improve on the experience of getting your keys out and unlocking your car. And one thing we're seeing in cars now, people are finally realizing this, is that your car can detect where your key is using near-field communication or RFID or whatever it is. So maybe the best experience is you don't even have to reach into your pocket to get out your phone or your keys. Just the car knows that it's you and it unlocks when you're there, right? And that's... I don't know. If you told someone about that like 10, 20 years ago, they'd be like, that's really magical. Um, so I think right now there's there's too much of a focus on screens and user interfaces. And it kind of pains me to say that as a user interface designer, that we should be designing less user interfaces. But I think there's, there's something there about kind of thinking out of the box and thinking what you can do to not use screens as much to give people the best experience. That's really insightful. Adding on to that point, like I remember this thing because even like even the Audi A4 has a keyless entry now. So the very yeah. moment you just go in, sit when I'm just put in my seat belt, it indicates me to start the engine. So that's beautiful experience. That's wonderful. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That's the kind of stuff we need more of. So now coming to our conclusion part, if you want to suggest any three reads to our listeners out there, The first one is a lot about what I was talking about with the screens. And it's actually where I got this BMW example from. Uh, It's called The Best Interface is No Interface. It's by someone called Golden Krishna. uh, And it just looks at our reliance on screens and interfaces and thinks about how we can design products outside of that. Uh, The second one is something I'm sure lots of people will have heard of. It's a book called So Refactoring UI by Steve Shoga. It's kind of like a Bible of how to make beautiful UI. It's, It's like lots of tips and hacks and cheat sheets. It's a bit expensive, but definitely worth the money. I really love that book. Uh, The last one is actually, it's about writing. But I think, I guess we haven't touched on this, but I think being a good writer, this kind of links back to being a good storyteller, definitely helps being a UX designer. So not just in terms of like writing UX copy, but just the way you kind of think about the overall journey and narrative structure. So this book is called Several Short Sentences About Writing by Verlin Klinkenborg. And it's all about, you know, writing short sentences, being more brief in the way you convey information. And I think there's a lot of parallels with that and with what a UX designer does. 
Thank you so much, Pawan, for coming here and sharing your magical secrets along with teaching us how to design some beautiful experiences. We'd love to host you coming forward again. Thanks so much, man. This has been super fun. It's been so nice chatting to you.